You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Dockerty. Welcome to the Veeam Partner Perspectives podcast. I'm Eric Dockerty. My guest today is someone who you may know from social media, podcasts, and just being an all-around great guy, Van Flowers from Cloudian. Van, welcome to the show. Uh, can you share a little bit about your uh, background and current role with us? I'm laughing because I've known Van forever, so I'm trying to do this formal introduction. And yeah. <laughs> well, so. Thank you for all those words, whatever form they're going forwards or backwards. But uh, yeah, again, my name is Van Flowers. Uh, they, I go by the Vanimal. Uh, I've been doing IT, I don't know, 30 plus years, something like that. Uh, I'm an ex-Veamer, uh, and I work for Cloudian as a senior solutions engineer now. But uh, I think today we're going to get into kind of the better together with Veeam and Cloudian and kind of what Cloudian does. So, Eric, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm glad to do it. We've been trying to get this connected for a while, but busy schedules always prevail. So I'm glad we, we finally could. So as you said, you work for Cloudian. So for the uninitiated out there, can you explain to them what is Cloudy? Give us the Cloudian pitch and why partners should be working with you. Sure. Well, if you think about AWS, Azure, uh, Google Cloud, all of those are S3 type products. Now, we all know that there's going to be outages in just about anything that's there. But if you have the ability to have that same cost model in an on-prem solution, that's what Cloudian is. We are on-prem S3. Okay, so to give you an example, if you called up AWS on the phone and said, hey, can you bring me five petabytes of, you know, S3 so I can work internally here in my lab and do some creation and stuff, the truck would back up to the dock and they would unload our product. They resell us as AWS. So little fun fact there. Yeah, it's a whole nother, you know, conversation if we decide we want to talk about, you know, what is object storage and what it does. But it suffices to say that object is now what NAS was 20 years ago. You know, when we first heard of NAS, everybody's like, oh, yeah. if you don't have SAN, you're not that. But I don't even know what this NAS is. It's scary. We're not going to use it. Well, you know, you're future-proofing your data center now. And, and by saying that, the simple fact that V12 of Veeam is going to write direct to object storage should begin to tell you where the industry as a whole is headed. They're moving to object storage. Yeah, that's one of the hottest questions we get asked all the time is, can we write direct, you know, and most people, one of the things that I'm working to break, and even in my own mind, because it's a bad habit to be in, even though I know the difference, is equating object to public cloud. Yeah. Because it's not the same thing. It just, when it, in its early days, it was. Yeah. Now that's so far from the truth. So most folks, when they hear that that Veeam uh, feature, being able to write direct to object, they immediately think, like you said, the big three, like, mm-hmm. well, it's not going to be slow to go off-prem. Yeah, it is going to be slow. You mm-hmm. really need to bring that object storage on-prem. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, especially when it comes to to backups, you want cheap and deep, but you want to be able to be quick too. And mm-hmm. that's what object on-prem solves. Mm-hmm. But you go beyond just having object on-prem. I mean, you have the ability to, to stretch your tendrils into other areas. With that too, yeah, right? we, it, you know, we're just scratching the surface. I mean, I think our initial conversations that we have with most Veeam customers is around ransomware, okay? We have a technology that's called object lock, okay? And uh, clouding itself is built on the S3 API model. We 
are the most compatible of any product that's there. We're not like a subset of the API model. We are a true set of that. So when someone says, hey, I need to create something that's immutable, we have two choices. We can use a product like Veeam, which we love to work with on a daily basis, or we could go into command line and create a bucket and turn that object lock technology on inside that bucket. Does exactly what it does when when you're out talking about Veeam, Eric, is that, hey, guys, if you set this up for 35 days, you're not going to get to do anything but restore from this until it goes past that expiration period. You can't get to it, but neither can the bad guys. So, yeah, and that's it's something that a lot of folks are still getting their education on. And, you know, first question we always ask, especially with, as soon as somebody says ransomware, the first thing they always ask is immutability. Um, wherever that is. This continues yeah. the end-to-end -end immutability story that we have. Mm -hmm. um, but it also, and this is where sometimes, you know, uh, putting on the architect hat for a second, people forget to do the math when they say, keep that stuff available for 30, 35 days. Try right. better calculate that into their storage calculations <laughs> when they're designing, um, you know, because things work a little differently when you start locking files. Um, mm -hmm. But that's that's just something to keep in mind as partners are designing with customers is mm -hmm. while you can do it, make sure you're doing it properly. And whatever you do, don't set that lock for too long because you're going to be uh, overusing storage. Of course, Van wants you to buy more storage. But yeah. Reasons. Yeah, we still do the educational piece because there's nothing <laughs> worse than, you know, someone who's learning what they, they need to be doing and how they need to set those retention times and periods. And they make a mistake. You know, you don't make a mistake with this. When you write that bucket and set it up and you set and drop date in it, you can't go, oops, you make a new bucket, you know? <laughs> exactly. And then you wait for the time out so you can reclaim that storage. Yeah, exactly. Correct. You know, the yeah. other thing too, about object that, you know, as we kind of look down that path going forward, think about uh, the other folks that we do a lot of stuff with, like the CDC, uh, mm -hmm. the folks that do genomics research, uh, anything that does like evidentiary files, like law firms, police, video camera, and vest, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Those are, those are the types of product that we'd love to have dumped onto Cloudium because the Cloudium is an inexpensive storage medium, but it gives you the ability to write directly to that with those products and then go back and say, hey, well, I need to pull this piece of evidence because I scanned it from microfiche or PDF or whatever on this murder trial. Okay, well, some of those murder trials and depending on, you know, which one of our customers or what it is can be a 35 year retention period. Okay, mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is put that kind of stuff on a tape for 35 years, because Lord knows when our kids are out of college, they won't even know how to get the hardware to write something back from something that was written on tape 30 plus years ago. You know, well, you think so. about that 35 years ago, that would mean that a tape that was it, that was created before you and I even got into this industry right. would have to be restored today. What does that even look like? Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's a tape. It's a, it's a different story because everybody thinks of that with LTL right now. And that's great because, you know, they're always uh -huh. backwards compatible for the tapes. But that wasn't the standard 35 mm -hmm. years ago. It was reel to reel mm -hmm. in the most cases. Oh, yeah. Uh, on, on operating systems that may not exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I agree. Keep it in keep it in the, the most native format you can get on that cheaper storage. I mean, that's the way things are going. Tape still has its place. I'm not, I'm, well, you know, yeah, for all does. the great folks out there, it still has its place, but I agree. I think first and foremost, you should be looking at, at solutions like this. Cause again, from my perspective, you have obviously more use cases than just us, 
But from our sure. perspective, it's how fast can you get it back? Right. No, exactly. And that's one of the things, too, that as you think about, um, you know, how the clouding is designed, suppose in a normal environment, you're going to have six nodes. OK, well, those six nodes may have anywhere from 14 to 60 drives in a node. OK, and then those are set with obviously, you know, different erasure coding, depending on how you want to recover or lose drives. Some cases you can lose two, three or four drives and still get your data back. So it's not like, oh, by the way, I was in the middle of writing something and now I can't recover it. Of course you can. You know, that's why it's designed in that cluster environment. So you can always be rest assured that you can get your data back. And that's critical. The more threads and CPU you have, the faster restores are going to happen. So as we move down the road with Veeam moving to the object storage environment, people are going to go, oh, I need this restored instantly. Well, Think about that for just a second, Eric. When people always tell me that, I go, what do you have to do to do a restore because you've had a smoking hole event? And they go, well, we just go back and recover it. I said, well, where are you going to recover it to? What needs yeah. to be recovered? Are you going to change that data? Do you need to build a server? It's not an instant point and click. You're going to have to think through that process. So the need to truly have an instantaneous recovery is about one one hundredth of one percent. You know, I mean, some files, yes, no big deal. It's a file. But we're talking about, hey, I need to restore 15 VMs from a data center. Well, you got to have a data center to put them in first, you know, so it's a, well, it's a much larger. Yeah. yeah. That's where I always tell our partners it is, excuse me, I just choked on something. You're fine. It's our, <clears throat> our um, solution. Getting it backed up is easy, but the real dollars for our partners are in everything you just described. Sure. What are you going to do? Have a plan, create a plan, test the plan. Mm -hmm. What do you need in more than one site? Are you going to hire out to do that kind of stuff? So, Ladies and gentlemen, from the back of the room, test the plan. I repeat, test the plan. Please, please. <laughs> if you get anything out of any time I ever speak yeah. to you. Test the test. damn plan. <laughs> Don't be scared of this test. This isn't that kind yeah. of test. Yeah. And you can study ahead of time. Yeah. I won't even give you the answers for the test for a DR test. We know the answers. We yeah. want you to succeed. Eric, how many, times have, how many times have you walked into a conversation and go, hey, when's the last time you walked over and unplugged that rack? And then went, unplug what rack? Well, the one that's running all your stuff. Oh, we wouldn't do that. Well, how the hell do you know that your recovery is going to work, buddy? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I worked for a certain uh, provider of DR services at one time. And anybody who looks on LinkedIn is going to figure out what I mean. But mm -hmm. I remember it was like anything above 80% was kind of considered a success. And I'm like, that's awesome if, if those 80% are your most critical systems all first. And second, let's try to get to 100, yeah. you know? And, and that was doing tests quarterly. Now, I mean, there's so many other ways you can do it. And that's why oh, I yeah. love solutions like these together. Because you you also can do that. You can replicate your data from site to site from within. Oh, gosh, yes. Zeros. I mean, yeah. Like, what are some of the, your favorite features within what you guys do? Well, some of the things, obviously, the ability for object lock is there. The fact that yep. I can do multiple styles of erasure coding within an environment. Okay, I'm one namespace. So if I have a data center in the UK, Los Angeles, and Australia, they're all in that one namespace, but I may have a replica that's running in Australia. I may have erasure coding that's in the UK, and then I may have something totally different as far as how it's designed in Los Angeles. Those things now all can replicate one to the other in the background, 
Plus, if I'm using Veeam on top of it, I can use Veeam's replication to do that as well. So now I get the value of replicas, i.e. now I can have tertiary copies of my most critical things in different parts of the world. So if I have a smoking hole event in Los Angeles, which God knows could happen any day now, you know, we could spin stuff up in the UK. I also have that built-in bill back and sovereignty. So if I'm moving data between the UK and LA or Australia, I can tell it what data can and can't travel through those sovereign data lines. And Oh, that's nice. Yeah, oh, I like that. Fantastic. So you don't and have it, to worry about breaking the rules. Yeah, and it's all built in. People say, oh, what it costs. No, it doesn't. It's all built into the system. And if you have like your provider, okay, and you want to, you know, supply S3 bucks to like some of your folks from uh, any of the replicas that are out there or Veeam wanting a target up in the cloud somewhere, that's perfectly fine. We generate a bill internally built into the system, no extra charge to this bucket, use this much data. And here's how many replicas they had. Do you want to charge for replicas? Yes or no. Boom. Here comes your report. That's how much data they used that month. It's all built in. <laughs> It's all, all built, built in. in. Yeah. And, and the coolest part, aside from being able to do things in CLI, everything we just talked about can all be done from the GUI interface. And it's straightforward, point, click, done. So the administrative component of this, once it, once installation is done and, and it's mm -hmm. architected correct, everything, administration is not tricky is what I'm hearing. Nothing to it. There truly is nothing to it. You can set it up. And, and one of the multi-tenancy features that's built in is that if we have uh, a Veeam environment that's inside of, um, let's say, the FBI, okay? Mm -hmm. Inside of FBI, we're, we're going to have critical secure records that no one's allowed but this group to get in. We're also going to have critical photography type things that no one's allowed to get in here. But I'm also going to have to do my backups within Veeam. So I'm going to create three different groups, and I'll do users within those groups. None of those users can see the other groups or even know that they exist, and only the users in those groups can create buckets in those groups. Thus, there's complete separation as well as the ability for them to manage themselves and what they're doing. Nice. So you're doing that logical separation, which is going to cut down Absolutely. on your costs overall. Mm -hmm. that, and and the way you have it laid out, everything everything's an edge device. There's no more, there's no more Correct. central data center. And I mean, that's that's the best way to access this data. Honestly, that's that's the vision of object storage, right? Yep, that's exactly correct. That's exactly yeah. correct. So, how do you? I mean, and, and there's getting to be more of these kinds of products on the market. Mm -hmm. What's your main differentiator? If somebody was going to do a little comparison, why would why would they take the extra look? at Cloudium? Well, there's a couple of different things, and that's an excellent question. You know, one of the things that we hear all the time is that, oh, so-and-so can do it. And I'm not going to point fingers or call names. This person can do it. That person can do it. They can do it. They really can't because they are not a full set of the S3 API model. They can't do all the things that we can do for one. The cost point that's there they can't compete with the cost that we're going to give them to be able to use that for an on-prem solution. Two, they're not going to have the true compatibility to be able to replicate into in the clouds. It's usually a subset or something that's proprietary within those. If you know you walk away and say, you know what, this is crap. I don't want to do this anymore. There's no special weird locks on any of your data. You just point it at something else and move it over. 
So you it's know? just a regular old when when you're replicating into yeah. the traditional cloud, it's just a regular old S3 bucket with that's exactly right on the back end. Okay. Yeah. And there's no gateway, which you'll see in a lot of products. They'll say, hey, it's no big deal. You know, we can just run it through this process. And when they say that magic word called process means they're going to put stuff in it that's not native S3, which means when you go to get it back, it's not really S3 data. Hmm. Interesting. So it's that proprietary. It's it's the question we ask a lot of times, too, is you can put mm -hmm. the data in, but what's going to happen when you want it out? Yeah. Um, it's always the best question. You know, as much as you want your customers to love your product, you have mm -hmm. to ask those questions as, as a customer and as a partner who's putting solutions together. What do I do if things change? How do I get to that data? Right. Well, and two, yeah. Eric, a lot of folks will ask you know, a question that I get all the time is that, well, we're using X right now. And, you know, we got to about three petabytes and it started doing weird stuff. We're exabyte scalable. We're unlimited growth. The larger we get, the better we perform. And it's not like, oh, oh by the way, when you get to, because some of our customers, i.e. NBC, okay, every episode of Saturday Night Live you've ever seen sits on our product, you know, if you get to two, four, six hundred petabytes of storage, there are things that are out there that they just can't get their hands around that. We can't wait to get bigger because that's <laughs> what we do. You know, the yeah. larger it is, the better it is for us to manage and the more throughput and performance you're going to get out of that environment. Um, so you're saying there's numbers. I'm just trying to think of what the cost would be for traditional NAS to put that on. There. Oh, my there's Lord of mercy. You and I would be living, you know, in the White yeah. House on the back yeah. lawn sipping martinis right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. I'm sorry. Or, or they would just be like, well, I guess we lost all the episodes from the 70s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I hope you remember them fondly because you're never going to see yeah. them again. We can't afford to keep them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just such a shift in how things are. Because honestly, they probably were still trying to keep masters around somewhere for things like that. When you think of video and audio sure. and things like that. Sure. And if they can digitize them completely lossless, what mm -hmm. a difference. Well, I mean, I, I can think of, yeah, you know, I can think about because Joe and I, and, and for those of you guys who are listening, I, Joe Monahan, good friend of mine, many, many, many years, uh, you know, did a lot of recording, been in bands the whole bit. But I can remember, you know, the first demo that I ever cut in Tampa, Florida, More Sound Studios. It was on two inch 48 track tape. Now, you can still get two-inch 48-track tape. It's 15 arms and three legs, a small baby, yeah. and an Oompa Loompa, okay, yeah. you know, to get that. But it, it's gone to where now, you know, at my desk, which you guys can't see, I do everything that I want to do right inside of Logic on top of my Mac. And I can get the most pristine recording or the trashiest recording all done electronically. Depending yeah. on what filter you want to put in. That's exactly correct. It sounds like, where? Yeah. Dude, man, were you in the backyard in the can? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a difference, such a shift and all that. And that, again, goes back to that whole tape concept. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. tape, tape still has its purpose. And yes, it's really mm -hmm. cool. You know, what was it? Uh, Dave Grohl did that whole project where he did nothing. He restored a studio to, to uh, yeah. reel to reel and did the entire project that way or yep. something like that. Similar yeah. to what you said on 24 track. Uh -huh. And uh yeah, it's great. It's a novelty, but not many people outside of the guy who's been in, you know, world famous bands for the past 25 years is going to be able to do that. Of course, or afford it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's, it's again, going forward, what's affordably to you, which, which brings me to a good question too, like, because you've, you've, 
drop some killer names here. I'll give I'll give mm. you that. Good for you, man. I mean, that's so awesome to hear the the, the scaling. What is your target size? Um, you know, being truthful, you know, we're we're looking at some products now that we have that are going to be interact solution, you know, where you can put a small cluster for a small SMB. Okay. We normally start around 250 gigs is is normally, excuse me, terabytes, excuse me, is where we're starting. Uh, I have some other folks because we are software defined. Uh, we can do it on VMs or physical hardware, anything x86 that will start out with, you know, 100 terabytes. But they've gone from 100 terabytes to now they're over a petabyte and they just shifted from those virtual machines into physical hardware. We just kind of floated over, you know, uh, but normally around 250 is what you're looking okay. at terabyte wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it's not overly large. That's actually no, it's not. Just about everybody out there anymore. Um, well, I mean, I brought up another room at the at the thirty terabytes I have in you know in my little <laughs> tiny lab over here. Okay, you know, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on that. I feel like you know, data footprints grow; they don't shrink. Ask anybody. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing. Once they get started, they're only going to consume more. It's a great mm-hmm. thing about selling storage. Um, which yeah. actually, you you brought up something really good in there, being software defined and running on either a VM or hardware. That means that you're doing something the partners also love which is that hardware drag. Yep. So you're selling hardware for the partners. You're, you're, you're one of those ones like us that's retiring multiple quotas when you build a solution. Of in, course. In many cases. Yeah. And the thing with the partners too, that we want them to understand is that, you know, we're not going to come in like, uh, you know, I've seen so much happen over the years of doing this, Eric, and I know you have too. You know, we don't swoop in the last minute and go, oh, we're going to pull this deal. No, we, we want the partners there. We want the partners to do the services. We want them to understand the whole picture and they really need to understand they're going to make X number of points off of Veeam. But when they bring Cloudian with us and Veeam and Cloudian go in together, they're going to make a ton of money, a ton yeah. of money. And it's not money that they're going, oh, just because it's touching. No, because this is a solution that the customers need. It's not like, oh, by the way, we're in business because we just invented a path and we're shoving it down people's throats. <laughs> Let me tell you what, ransomware is never going away, ever. And it's only getting worse. You would think you would oh, think it, it would be getting better. More people are aware of it. Guess what? They're just getting smarter on the other side. They are. There's no question about it. I mean, I don't know if you met my friend Jeff Lanza from the FBI. I mean, he and I have spoken together several times and done a lot of seminars and stuff about it. And you can't believe the stuff that continues today that doesn't get reported, much less the things that we hear about. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. businesses are shut forever. Why? Well, because all their data is gone. You yeah. Know? So yeah, you, you, I mean, you bring up very good points of, about all of that. With with, I think number one, like you said, ransomware. You, we you could talk for hours with customers and partners just mm-hmm. on that number one topic still. So anytime you have something that fits into that solution, mm-hmm. and I think that's the other thing that you brought that, that I wanted to bring up too is that how long has Cloudium been around? Um, we've been around a little over, I believe it's a little over 10 years now. Yeah, that's not, bit, yeah. that, that's not an infant anymore in this industry. Oh no. You know, way past people are adopting that. technologies that are way newer than that without thinking twice. So when you're mm-hmm. investing in these kinds of solutions, mm-hmm. you're not investing in something that is fly by night or mm-hmm. somebody just came out or is the hot flavor of the day. These mm-hmm. are things that people are moving to because they mm-hmm. see the value in it. 
Well, when you think in, and I'll drop the names of some of our customers that we have in, you know, Telmax, okay, Rockstar Games. I uh, probably never heard of those guys if you play video <laughs> games. NBC, you know, the CDC, Milnet, you know, all of the research and stuff that CDC does. You know, it, it's not something they're going to walk out and go, oh, by the way, I'll just throw it on any old thing that's out here. You know, these guys are saving lives and curing disease. They can't lose that data. The number of labs that are doing genomics research on top of this, the number of county governments who have their video camera from their police vest, uh, Department of Defense, and on and on and on. And, yeah. and it's a simple solution to implement it's a safe solution that will protect your data. And when you bundle it with Veeam, you have got the nonstop, I mean nonstop ability to manage your data globally from a replica standpoint to a recovery point to an immutability point, period. That's a huge statement. And it's, it's a great statement because that's really what folks are looking for anymore. Something where they don't have to think so hard every day. Right. <laughs> Let's My do it right the first hurts. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So for the partners, how would you guide them to, you know, for those that haven't started looking into Cloudian or on-prem object, how would you guide them to get started about looking into Cloudian solutions? Well, you, obviously you can jump on our website, which is cloudian.com. There's a place uh, on the bottom that says contact us, those kinds of things. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can drop me a note. Uh, you can always send any kind of um, uh, text or tweet. We're out all over social media that says, hey, I'd like to get to know more about it. But more than that, you know, you're going to find folks at the fine company of Veeam that are going to say, hey, you know, tell me about some of the S3 solutions. And they're going to tell you how and where we are, because better together means a better solution for your customer and long Jevity and stickiness for that environmental tool you're giving them to go forward with. Yeah. And that's, that's the huge thing that coast, that co-sell, like we said, it's a two-way co-sell with us. It's a mm -hmm. three-way when you start bringing the hardware vendors in. Yeah. That, that's pretty, pretty good power coming in to help uh, a partner complete a sales to get, mm -hmm. to get a hardware and two software vendors together on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard solution to, uh, to, for somebody else to compete against at that point, I would say. Yeah. So I didn't give you this last question. Sure. Uh, I get, I didn't tell you about this ahead of time, but if you could give some advice to your younger self, say your 25 year old self mm. today, what would that be? Um, you know, I, I, I actually have been asked this a couple of times and, and being truthful, thinking about the career that I always wanted was I always wanted to be a rock star. I mean, I really did. But, you know, in doing that and thinking about that, you need to be happy at what you do. I don't care if you dig ditches, if you turn a wrench, if you're a brain surgeon, if you decide that you want to make chemicals for rockets being launched, or you want to go into IT. When you wake up every morning, if there's a grin on your face, knowing that you get to do exactly what you love to do every single day, you won. You won. Yeah, that's that's it. Be happy. You got to do something that you love. If you don't, you will hate every minute of every day that you work. You will. Great advice. Excellent mm -hmm. advice. And mm -hmm. one more thing before we go. Yes. Plug your podcast. 
Oh, yeah. I'm the Ninja Cast. Uh, it comes out every Thursday, and my links are out on uh, social media for uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, and on Twitter. But uh, we've had the illustrious uh, Mr. E uh, on the podcast. And, that was uh, fun talking. Yeah. <laughs> we talked no tech. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I steer away from the technical side of things because I want to show the side of the person as opposed to that. Because you and I both know, Eric, relationships are built with people, you know, you're a smart guy. I appreciate you. Love you to death. You know, most of my buddies that are at Veeam are super smart guys. And I just lay back and go, my God, I'm not going to speak. I'm just going to let them talk, <laughs> you know, I but in doing that, it's because we all get along because we have that ridiculous sense of humor that, you know, life is short, grab it and run with it as hard as you can go, man. You know? So. Yeah. And I think going back to it, I think a lot of us found that thing. We, we are happy at what we do. Yeah. And it shows yeah. when we get together, when we have conversations like this. I mean, if this, if this, <laughs> what we just did is work, yeah, then I, I want to keep working. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your, I know, busy schedule because you're about to hit the road for the rest of the week here. You've had a lot of, a lot of busy activities going on. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and talk to the partners out there for being yeah. Well, Eric, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. As always. And uh, by the way, uh, go penguins. Yeah. Ugh. I had to sneak that in before we go. I didn't stop recording soon enough. Take care, everyone. Talk to you on the next episode. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening.